No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that in the future, Judah will sing a song of salvation. God will keep them in perfect peace because they trust in Him. But they must take refuge from the coming judgment. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 26 on Simply the Bible. Isaiah looks forward to the time known as the day of the Lord. That is when the Lord will return to right wrongs, swallow up death, and wipe away all tears. We continue in Isaiah chapter 26. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. Now consider all that the Jews have endured since the time of Isaiah, which was about the 8th century B.C. Babylonian captivity, regathering into the land, being scattered throughout the nations for 1900 years, the Holocaust, reforming then the nation of Israel in 1948, and all the wars and terrorism that they have endured since then. But when Christ returns to reign in Jerusalem and God gives them peace on every side from their enemies, then they will sing a joyful song in the land of Judah. Then the strength of their city will come from the Lord. His salvation will be the impenetrable walls defending them from every enemy. The gates will only be opened for the righteous ones who love and obey the truth. Those who have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This is one of my favorite verses from the Old Testament. Now, the Jews will know peace such as they have never known in that day. The Hebrew word for peace, shalom, is more than just merely the end of war. It includes blessings such as wholeness, health, quietness of soul, preservation, and completeness. Now, anyone who receives Jesus Christ by faith receives this peace, shalom, with God. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The enmity that we had against God ends, and we are reconciled to him through the cross. But many who are born again do not know the walk of perfect peace. Their lives are marked by agitation, anxiety, fear, and depression. The way of perfect peace they do not know. So how can we know and abide in this perfect peace? Well, first, our minds must be stayed upon him. That's what it says. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed on you. It is so easy for us to get distracted by our circumstances. The key to perfect peace is to fix our eyes on Christ. He is in control. I may not know what to do, but he knows what to do. I may not understand why God is allowing stuff, but all the stuff belongs to God. And if it is his will, then so be it. 
Second, we must trust in Him. That means we must lean our full weight on Him. If we think the responsibility falls back upon us, well, then we will be anxious and fearful. But if we trust totally in Him to work it out, because we know that He cares for us, if we cast our cares on Him and don't take them back, then He will keep us in perfect peace. Verse 4, Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. For He brings down those who dwell on high. The lofty city, He lays it low. He lays it low to the ground. He brings it down to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, the feet of the poor, and the steps of the needy. The Lord is worthy of our trust because in Him is everlasting strength. All other things that man puts his trust in will ultimately fail and disappoint. Whether money, people, organizations, corporations, governments, or any other agenda, all of these will ultimately crumble but those who trust in the Lord forever have a firm foundation of everlasting strength. The way of the just is uprightness. O oh, most upright, you weigh the path of the just. Yes, in the way of your judgments, O oh Lord, we have waited for you. The desire of our soul is for your name and for the remembrance of you. With my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Faith is the way we are justified before God. Faith is also the way we walk in righteousness. God directs our steps in the way of faith. Now, this means we must often wait for God in faith. It seems that God never does things on my time schedule. Sometimes I wish that he would work quicker, but I realize that that's my own impatience because God's timing is always perfect. Now, the Jews have waited a long time for the Lord to restore them. And prior to Jesus Christ returning at the end of the Great Tribulation, they will have a renewed desire for the Lord. They will seek Him at night and early in the morning. In verse 9, Isaiah says, For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. That's what will happen during the Great Tribulation. I believe that is what is happening even now in the world as judgments are coming upon the world. Sadly, it is only through God's judgments that people in the world learn about his righteousness and learn about the need to fear him. Verse 10, let grace be shown to the wicked, yet he will not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness, he will deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. Lord, when your hand is lifted up, they will not see it. But they will see and be ashamed for their envy of people. Yes, the fire of your enemies shall devour them. Now, grace is shown to the wicked by God every day. Just the fact that God has given them this world to live in and given them the gift of life. But they do not learn righteousness from this manifestation of grace. They can be surrounded by good people, yet they will deal unjustly. 
They don't behold the majesty of the Lord and neither do they fear him. God lifts up his hand in mercy and provision, but they don't see it. But during the great tribulation, when God judges the world for rejecting his only son, then they will be ashamed. They will be devoured by fire. We don't have to wait for God's judgment before we come to Christ. We can accept today what he did for us on the cross to forgive us of our sins. We can ask him today for the grace and strength we need to turn from our sins and to live uprightly for him. God will certainly help us if we believe in him and ask him for his help. How can we neglect so great a salvation? Now, as our nation is reaping what it has sown in immorality, hatred, envy, and greed, I believe that this is actually, believe it or not, a great time for the gospel. God is demonstrating in so many ways that this world is sick and dying. But whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God wants to forgive people who cry out to him, and then they will inherit everlasting life. Verse 12, Lord, you will establish peace for us, for you have also done all our works in us. O Lord, our God, masters besides you have had dominion over us, but by you only we make mention of your name. They are dead. They will not live. They are deceased. They will not rise. Therefore, you have punished and destroyed them and made all their memory to perish. You have increased the nation. O Lord, you have increased the nation. You are glorified. You have expanded all the borders of the land. Think of all the enemies that have come against Israel since Isaiah wrote these words. Later, King Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon destroyed Jerusalem. Antiochus Epiphanes killed a swine in the temple and desecrated the temple with the swine's blood. Of course, Hitler was responsible for murdering six million Jews. Throughout history, Israel was defeated by enemy nations because she broke her covenant with the Lord and she played the prostitute with other gods. Now, Isaiah says that Israel's former masters were all dead. God punished and destroyed them and even made their memory to perish. But God increased the nation of Israel and expanded her borders. This hasn't happened yet. It will be fulfilled during the millennial kingdom. Lord, in trouble, they have visited you. They poured out a prayer when your chastening was upon them. Now, when Israel will be in trouble under the rule of the Antichrist so that they will have to flee Jerusalem and go into the wilderness, then they will pour out their prayer to God. Verse 17, As a woman with child is in pain and cries out in her pangs, when she draws near the time of her delivery, so have we been in your sight, O Lord. We have been with child. We have been in pain. We have, as it were, brought forth wind. We have not accomplished any deliverance in the earth, nor have the inhabitants of the world fallen. So because Israel was supposed to be a blessing to all of the world, but they didn't bring forth that deliverance to the world. And they turned away from God, turned away from his covenant. Instead of bringing forth blessing, they brought forth wind. And thus they received the chastening of the Lord that was like the pain felt by a woman in labor. Your dead shall live. 
Together with my dead body, they shall arise. Awake and sing, you who dwell in dust. For your dew is like the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Now, Isaiah here speaks of the resurrection of the righteous, which is the great hope. Of course, we have that to look forward to when Jesus comes for his church. But there will be another resurrection at the end of the tribulation period. And those two together are known as the first resurrection. It's the resurrection of the righteous. Verse 20, come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself as it were for a little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. And all of this will happen at the great tribulation when God judges the world. God calls out to his people, Israel, to come to him, to shut the doors behind them. Of course, he will seal 144,000 of them during the tribulation, and then he will supply for them in the wilderness after the Antichrist demands to be worshipped as God. And so God will protect his people, but they must come apart and trust in him. And the same is true for us. We need to come apart from this world and put our trust in, in Jesus Christ, so that we will not have to endure the great hour of trial that is coming upon this entire world, but that we might escape these things and stand in the presence of the Son of God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah prophesies that after God judges the world in the Great Tribulation, Israel will be restored and other nations will come to worship the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.